Hey, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Red. I'm Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. It's sort of an ad hoc show because I spent all of my times doing, you know what? Guess what I was doing? Listening to the entire case. Let me get this camera adjusted a bit better so that I think I don't get to the top of the screen. Perfecto, perfecto, perfecto. Paul Fleming says, I am checking in. British MCP says, Hey, peeps, Lee Grant says, hey, y'all, AVQ is in. He said, audio, video, all good. Thank you so kindly, my brother. And Bridge MCP is all just another scroll. Uh, Michael Rudnan, Yvette Avery Herod, how are you doing, my dear sister? We also have Bruce Pollard. Bruce Pollard is in here. And he says, hey, voting soon. Yes, we are going to be voting soon. Hey, Bruce, look. Don't forget, do you think he will show? No, of course not. Hey, Bruce, don't forget, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Solar voltaic cells, man. Uh, after seeing where my thing is going, I'm probably going to want to do that thing. So let's, let's, let's go ahead and don't forget to do that stuff for me, Senor Bruce. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, Michael Rudnan starts out. Business Insider, Russia is scraping the bottom of the manpower barrel in order to hold off Ukraine's advance. Putin signed an executive order for partial mobilization on September 21st. Moscow uh, stated goal is to raise 300,000 new soldiers. Though a secret clause in the order suggestion that up to half a million could be drafted. Report suggests not a mobilization, but a dragnet scoop up anyone it can, including those who've never served in the military, dis- disabled citizens, and those normally too old to be to be in military service. Even pro-Kremlin figures have documented the in- indiscriminate nature of the call up convicts are being given a choice of army or prison while russians seeking to leave the country are being slapped sign up to the economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology you'll get the weekly digital edition online only articles curated newsletters on politics the markets science culture and china and full access to the economist podcast plus the Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. With all call-up papers while waiting at the border crossing, Russia is provided in their desperation that they are no longer the second or even third most powerful military. The number of Russians who have fled the country in order to avoid conscription is uncertain. The estimates as of last week, over 700,000 and rising. I wonder why. I wonder qué está pasando con Rusia. We don't know. Well, Rolling Stone, late night TV celebrates $965 million verdict against Alex Jones. I guess the old, the good guys just won the Infowars. Jimmy Kimmel told his audience it was a rough day of despicable and ridiculous Alex Jones today. Alex Jones was ordered by a jury in Connecticut to pay $965 million in damages to eight families of victims of the Sandy Hook massacre, which he repeatedly called a hoax. He tormented those families. He accused them of faking their children's debts. In August, a jury in Texas ordered him to pay around $50 million to parents of another victim in Sandy Hook. Between the two cases, he now owes over $1 billion in damages. I guess the good guy just won the info wars is that that what's happening yes that's what's happening that's what's happening that's what's happening alex of course said 
He won't pay a cent. He declared bankruptcy to try to protect himself and had a full-on his if it as the verdict was read. I saw that. Jimmy Kimmel then showed a video of, of Jones, a whiny verdict live stream as he, as, <laughs> and his pleas to viewers to donate money. Kimmel added, uh, of Jones' desperation fundraising efforts, now go get that money for those parents, you disgusting pig garbage person. I predict a selling of assets followed by bankruptcy. Considering how many lives he's ruined by spreading lies and debunked conspiracy theories, if there was ever anyone who deserved to end up in the poorhouse, it's like, no, but you know what? His money is hidden overseas. So what this guy is going to do is liquidate what he got here. But the, 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 the sycophants that follow Jones have given that guy so much money. He was probably putting away 20% or so in places where we don't have much access to that money, including probably just putting cash in a box somewhere. So I, I don't think Alex Jones is ever going to be wanting for money. These guys who rip off those, those right-wing sycophants, they, keep, they know how to save their money to stay relevant. And not only that, all, he, he will continue to have those who will continue to sustain him, probably with the money that he pilfered from his right-wing sycophants. But hey, así es la cosa. That's the name of the game, right? All right, continuing. The Guardian, UK reports Trump ordered Records moved from subpoena. Mar-a-Lago staffer said, Washington Post and CNN says SBI has surveillance footage confirming testimony of employee who spoke to investigators. Lawrence Tribe, Harvard uh, law professor, said day by day the evidence proves Trump personally orchestrated the theft and concealment of top secret documents. Uh, become stronger. Any shadow of doubt, his guilt is rapidly vanishing. The testimony and footage would be some of the strongest evidence of possible obstruction of justice by Trump, who is still considering a run for the presidential nomination of 2024 while facing legal jeopardy on numerous fronts. I am starting to think from Rudnan that Trump could stay, uh, could say that he stole the secret government records uh, purposefully inciting an insurrection to install himself as a king and ordered Pence Nancy Pelosi and everyone else on the enemy's list to be lynched, and he wouldn't lose any supporters. I agree. All right, let's get into the program. Bridge MCP. Yep, watch January 6th. I have a piece that I want to show everybody. Uh, let's see, Bruce, I sent a link to you, uh, a, a link for you to study. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that so kindly. Uh, Mike Maywood says, Good afternoon, everybody. And how are we all doing today. I am not doing too fine because of the media, and I haven't decided if I'm gonna play the, the snippet from the from the the show that we just watched first, or get on to my rant. I have a feeling I'm gonna show the video first, and then get on to my rant if that is okay with my peeps. Um, I, I I want to I want to have a long rant on voting, a long rant on the media and the economic news that's coming out right now. But what I want to do is wait for more people to join in. As soon as our email hits, I guess we'll get more people joining in because I really want folks to listen to my rant that I, I haven't written it down. It's just in my head after watching Morning Joe and all the people talk about the 8.2% inflation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maywood says, just wait, finish watching. Uh, let's see, just finish watching. 
the Jan 6 committee meeting. I think we all did. Uh, I think, you know, I told them they needed to finish in time so that my peeps could come and watch politics done right. Do you believe me? I lied. Okay. All right. Anyhow, continuing, continuing. Supreme Court. Check this out, guys. Let's see. If, hey, where, why aren't you coming up on the screen? Okay. Maybe I, I got to read it from here. Um, uh, something just came over my, my thing about the Supreme Court that I need to read to you. Uh, let's see if, if, I, if I clicked it here. There we go. Here's, it. Here's the article. Supreme Court. U.S. Supreme Court rejects Trump's request overseas documents. The justices did not otherwise comment in turning away Trump's emergency appeal. Trump had pressed the court on the issue related to classified documents seized in the search of Mar-a-Lago. The FBI says it seized roughly 11,000 documents, including about 100 with classification markings. So I guess it's not Trump's Supreme Court after all. It's the corporatocracy Supreme Court. So what, what Trump is going to realize is he did his job for the corporations. Get those uh, corporate sycophants in the Supreme Court, and then we'll say, bye-bye, Senor Trump. Bye-bye, Senor Trump. All right, uh, let's see what else we got. Jones won't pay a dime. No, I think he'll, his money is probably off on the Cayman Islands somewhere. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, Melanie Keelan is in the house. Welcome, our beautiful Melanie. How are you doing? Michael Segerberto, I wish you have read my closing line. I expect that Alex Jones will attempt to criminally avoid paying that he owes. So maybe the jailhouse is next. Let's see what you said. I like to make sure that I, I, I keep my folks happy. Here's his last line. He, he didn't like that. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I didn't read his last line. So here is Brother Rudnan's last line. I predict a selling of assets followed by bankruptcy, considering how many lives he's ruined by spreading lies and junk and debunk conspiracy theories. If there was ever anyone who deserved to end up in the poorhouse, it's Alex Jones. I expect that Alex Jones will attempt to criminally avoid paying what he owes. So uh, maybe the jailhouse is next. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Anyhow, let's continue. Uh, Lee Grant says post-debate poll has about eight points ahead of Beto. Um, I don't know. I hope the poll is wrong. Lee, I just read four points. Thank you very much, Bridge. That sounds more like it. I read. I did get a notice that the race was tank was uh, tightening. Uh, let's see what else we got here. All right. I tell you what, guys. I want to wait for a few more to get on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the portion uh, the, in the, the 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 portion that where the committee subpoenaed uh, Donald Trump because I know there are quite a few people who will be watching the podcast that would not have seen this. So I want to play this piece because I think it was a great encapsulation assigning blame and guilt to Donald Trump. So I went ahead and processed that immediately after the things closed. So here it is, and then we'll take it. ¿Dónde? En el otro lado. 
on the other side. During this committee's first hearing in July of last year, our witnesses were four police officers who helped repel the riots of January 6th. We asked them what they hoped to see the committee accomplish over the course of our investigation. Officer Gunnell wanted to know why the rioters were made to believe that the election process was rigged. Officer Fanon asked us to look into the actions and activities that resulted in the day's events. Officer Hodges was concerned about whether anyone in power had a role. Officer Dunn put it simply, get to the bottom of what happened. We've worked for more than a year to get those answers. We've conducted more than a thousand interviews and depositions. We received and reviewed hundreds of thousands of pages of documents. Thanks to the tireless work of our members and investigators, we've left, we have left no doubt, none that Donald Trump led an effort to upend American democracy that directly resulted in the violence of January 6th. He tried to take away the voice of the American people in choosing their president and replace the will of the voters with his will to remain in power. He is the one person at the center of the story of what happened on January 6th. So we want to hear from him. The committee needs to do everything in our power to tell the most complete story possible and provide recommendations to help ensure nothing like January 6th ever happens again. We need to be fair and thorough and gain a full context for the evidence we've obtained. But the need for this committee to hear from Donald Trump goes beyond our fact-finding. This is a question about accountability to the American people. He must be accountable. He is required to answer for his actions. He's required to answer to those police officers who put their lives and bodies on the line to defend our democracy. He's required to answer to those millions of Americans who votes he wanted to throw out as part of his scheme to remain in power. And whatever is underway to ensure this accountability under law, this committee will demand a full accounting to every American person of the events of January 6th. So it is our obligation to seek Donald Trump's testimony. There's precedent in American history for Congress to compel the testimony of a president. president. There's also precedent for presidents to provide testimony and documentary evidence to congressional investigators. We also recognize that a subpoena to a former president is a serious and extraordinary action. That's why we want to take this step in full view of the American people, especially because the subject matter at issue is so important to the American people and the stakes are so high for our future and our democracy. And so I recognize the vice chair, Ms. Cheney of Wyoming, to offer a motion. 
Mr. Chairman, pursuant to today's notice, I send to the desk a committee resolution and ask for its immediate consideration. The clerk will report the resolution. Committee Resolution 1, resolved that the chairman be and is hereby directed to subpoena Donald J. Trump for documents and testimony in connection with the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol pursuant to Section 5C4 of House Resolution 503 and Clause 2M of Rule 11 of the Rules of the House of Representatives. Gentlewoman from Wyoming is recognized on her resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, our committee now has sufficient information to answer many of the critical questions posed by Congress at the outset. We have sufficient information to consider criminal referrals for multiple individuals and to recommend a range of legislative proposals to guard against another January 6th. But a key task remains. We must seek the testimony under oath of January 6th Central Player. More than 30 witnesses in our investigation have invoked their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. And several of those did so specifically in response to questions about their dealings with Donald Trump directly. Here are a few examples. This is Roger Stone with Oath Keepers at the Willard Hotel on the morning of January 6th. And here is Mr. Stone testifying before our committee. Did you speak to President Trump on his private cell phone on either January 5th or January 6th? Uh, once again, on advice of counsel, I will assert my Fifth Amendment right to respectfully decline to answer your question. This is General Michael Flynn walking with Oath Keepers on December 12th, 2020. And here is General Flynn's testimony before our committee. Did you, General Flynn, talk to President Trump at any point on January 6, 2021? Here is John Eastman, fraudulently instructing tens of thousands of angry protesters that the vice president could change the election outcome on January 6th. Later on this same day, Dr. Eastman acknowledged in writing that Donald Trump knew what he was attempting was illegal. Here is John Eastman testifying before our committee. Did President Trump authorize you to discuss publicly your January 4th, 2021 conversation with him? Yes. So is it your position that you can discuss in the media direct conversations you have with the President of the United States, but you will not discuss those same conversations with this committee? Here is Jeff Clark, who conspired with Donald Trump to corrupt the Department of Justice. President Trump wanted to appoint Jeff Clark as acting attorney general. And as you can see in this call log we obtained from the National Archives, he did so. And here is Mr. Clark testifying before our committee. Mr. Clark, when did you first talk directly with President Trump? Fifth. Uh, Mr. Clark, did you discuss with President Trump allegations of fraud in the 2020 election? Fifth. Other witnesses have also gone to enormous lengths to avoid testifying about their dealings with Donald Trump. Steve Bannon has been tried and convicted by a jury of his peers for contempt of Congress. 
He is scheduled to be sentenced for this crime later this month. Criminal proceedings regarding Peter Navarro continue. And Mark Meadows, Donald Trump's former chief of staff, has refused to testify based upon executive privilege. The committee's litigation with him continues. Mr. Chairman, at some point, the Department of Justice may well unearth the facts that these and other witnesses are currently concealing. But our duty today is to our country and our children and our Constitution. We are obligated to seek answers directly from the man who set this all in motion. And every American is entitled to those answers so we can act now to protect our republic. So this afternoon, I am offering this resolution that the committee direct the chairman to issue a subpoena for relevant documents and testimony under oath from Donald John Trump in connection with the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I yield back. General Lady yields back. If there's no further debate, the question is on agreeing to the resolution. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Those opposed is no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. Mr. Chairman, I request a recorded vote. A recorded vote is requested. The clerk will call the roll. Ms. Cheney. Aye. Ms. Cheney, aye. Ms. Lofgren. Aye. Ms. Lofgren, aye. Mr. Schiff. Aye. Mr. Schiff, aye. Mr. Aguilar. Aye. Mr. Aguilar, aye. Mrs. Murphy. Aye. Mrs. Murphy, aye. Mr. Raskin. Aye. Mr. Raskin, aye. Mrs. Luria. Aye. Mrs. Luria, aye. Mr. Kinzinger. Kinzinger, aye. Mr. Kinzinger, aye. Mr. Chairman. Aye. Mr. Chairman, aye. The clerk will report the vote. Mr. Chairman, on this vote, there are nine ayes and zero noes. The resolution is agreed to. Without objection, a motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The chair requests that those in the hearing room remain seated until the Capitol Police have escorted members from the room. Without objection, the committee stands adjourned. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big... Sorry about that, folks. I was posting something at Daily Coast and I thought I had enough time to get it done. Anyhow, let's get busy with what you guys have to say. Then we will continue. Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. I'd, okay, uh, huh. this is interesting. Lena out, Miller in, according to Eric Hayes. That is uh, the, the most the, the the most powerful politician in a county in Texas is known as the county judge. They they take care of everything pretty much in the county, right? They have commissioners that work under them, but they're that's a county judge. And we've elected our first immigrant Colombian. Uh, and I think she's a, uh, she's a millennial 30. She's my daughter's age and, uh, she's, she's the most powerful politician in the county and all the spears are coming against her. And, you know, because she's progressive and she's an effective leader, et cetera, uh, 
they 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 hate her around here. You know, the Republicans are, are brought in millions against her, right? So um, the Chronicle, the Houston Chronicle, the newspaper decided that they were going to, you know, they they do they give endorsements and they endorsed her opponent. I mean, it's amazing how this endorsement worked, right? They had all these negative things to say about her opponent. Why? They don't think she, you know, what, what's the problem with her? She's a bully, number one. Of course, she's a right-winger, so she's a bully. Uh, she also has no experience, which uh, at the time, uh, uh, Elena, uh, Lina Hidalgo didn't have either, but Lina Hidalgo has intellect, right? Uh, this young lady doesn't believe in, uh, uh, sh- uh, in, in abortion. She also wants to, um, uh, you know, lock people up. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff about this, this woman, while Hidalgo, uh, in as much as the governor, if we had followed what the governor wanted to do in Harris County, this is the largest county in the state, uh, probably the fourth largest county in the country. If we had followed what the governor wanted, as opposed to the leadership under this young Latina from Colombia who brought us through um, the pandemic without a whole lot of problems, we, we had followed the governor and not listened to what she had to say, we would have been in dire straits. Well, you know, the big boys want their concrete. They, they want to keep making their buddy-buddy deals because she wasn't supposed to win. The Chronicle uh, went uh, for Ed Emmett in 2018. Remember that, Mr. Eric Hayes? So I like the idea that the Chronicle is still trying to pick the most incompetent person. Remember, Ed Emmett was our commissioner during all the different floods that we had in Houston. In other words, we had we had items pointing out that we should have been throwing water out into Galveston Bay through big canals that should have been dug since the 1990s. We didn't do it, right? Ed Emmett came into office. He didn't do it. He didn't do any of that. She's mitigating uh, all these different policies. And for that, she's hated. But you know why she's also hated? Because she said the people who suffer the most will receive the most first. And they don't like it because rich people, when their homes get flooded, they want to get paid first, right? That's how it goes. So anyway, the Chronicle went ahead and endorsed Lina Ida. I mean, endorsed, uh, 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 what's, what, what's her, her name? Um, Miller. Well, they didn't endorse Lina, to which I wanted to tell all the people in Harris County, say thank you. I like that omen. Because the Chronicle also endorsed Ed Emmett against Lena. And guess who won? Lena. Why is it? Because we understand that these newspapers are also uh, nothing more than uh, hacks for the corporatocracy. They are wards of the corporatocracy. So it's fine. Anyway, that's sort of local news for my, inter- my national audience. That is local news. Okay, let's go to uh, what else we have here. Um, Bree says he will not testify executive privilege, etc. or January or 5th. He'll have to do the 5th. I don't think he can qualify for executive privilege anymore. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Paul Fleming says, who's getting a subpoena today? Yes, El Senor Trump. Uh, Michael Renner says, Eric Hayes, what makes you think the Houston Chronicle is left? The Houston Chronicle endorsed Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. They are not left. They're not left at all. In fact, they are corporatist. All these newspapers are corporatists. If they're still in existence, they're likely corporatists. Eric Hayes says, we have an election coming up. So focus. Yes, focus. We are going to bring it in. We are keeping the House, keeping the Senate, as well as everything else local. We may even win some seats here locally as well. 
All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver. Michael Robinson, I'd say Houston Chronicle is centrist, not right, not left. No, no, it's not centrist, Michael. Houston Chronicle is a right-wing paper just with, uh, just with class. They know how to do it with class. All right, Bridge MCP says, Clinton isn't guilty of anything and never pleaded the fifth. Next, uh, uh, next tit for tat. All right. Lee Grant says, uh, in Texas governor's race, Republican incumbent George uh, Greg Abbott has a four-point edge over Democratic challenger Beto O'Rourke among registered voters. However, Abbott's advantage over O'Rourke doubles to eight points. Who says they're definitely planned to vote? Again, you have to remember this, that we don't know what the likely voter model looks like. And the reason why is, remember what, do you remember what the likely voter model said in Kansas? The likely voter model said in Kansas that pro-abortion was ahead by a few points or by a point or so. We won it by 19 points. That's a 20-point plus turnaround. I believe the polls, uh, and again, I am not the person that says, you don't, don't believe polls. I'm a scientist. I believe you should believe polls that are done scientifically well and balanced. The problem is we don't know what the degrees of freedom are on polls today. We don't know it. And why don't we know it? Because women, look, women hold these elections in their hands. When a woman go into the booth, she's going to say this, the economy, my body, and other things. And then she's going to think about, she's probably going to break economy or body, economy or body. Have a man control my body or the economy. And then she's going to make the logical decision. Wait a minute. But if the Republicans come in, what can they really do to solve this economic problem? And if we do our job, if progressives do our job by hitting the airwaves, hitting the pavement, and letting folks know that the reason the economy is screwed is directly a result of supply-side economics and a failure of being able to have appropriate penalties for these guys who have price and power. Tell the story. That's all we have to do. And then when that woman goes into the booth, because we know we lost a, a group of men already, but when those, the women are the most intelligent voters we have. When? Because they are the ones who come closer to getting things done with others. When they go into that booth and they are going to say, uh, economy or my freedom, my, the freedom of my body and other freedoms. I think women are going to come out and save America. It's up to women right now to save America. Because if it's for men, remember, they had to fight a long time for their liberation. In hell, they had to fight longer than, than slaves, right? All right, moving on. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We have, uh, okay, Lee, didn't read that for. Okay, what else we got to say? Okay, but again, uh, you didn't need to read that for um, uh, at all, British MCP. What matters right now is registered voters because we don't, that's the most accurate thing we have now. Registered voters, if everybody that you poll is registered, then that's what you want to look at. Because the representative sample you are going to get of likely voters compared to, okay, what, what percentage of millennials are going to vote this year? Uh, is the abortion going to really pump up the millennials to vote? You don't know. You don't have enough of a sample size to be able to say that. And that's the issue. 
here's what you got. If you really want this poll to work, right, you have to get yourself into subgroups. You got to, right now, you, uh, the likely voter model has a thousand people. Some guy decide what that model looks like. But we don't know if it really looks like that. What we have to do is call up all the millennials that we can. A thousand millennials, a thousand uh, uh, older people, a thousand, you know, these different demographics. And after we, after we do all of that, we can then come up with the fractional voter module model. And after we do that, we start doing a subsequent call-in based on that model for that time. The problem is, as we are educating people in the next three weeks, that likely voter model changes. Because as people in the, in the different areas realize, oh my God, this is what's happening now. We got to rush and protect ourselves. That's what happened in Kansas. You don't get a 19-point swing in a poll. And these were good polls. You don't get a 19-point swing in a poll if the likely voter model is not changing. And a likely voter model changes. That's why you don't do a likely voter model until right up to the election. Or that's what you should do. Otherwise, if you just do, because you need to know what the likely voter model looks like. And I, look, I've been doing this a long time and I haven't got a clue what the model looks like. I am just hoping that women come out there and say, we are not going to allow them to, con we are not going to allow men to control our bodies. We are not going to allow men to decide our personal economies. We are not going to allow men to send us back to being barefoot and pregnant. If women keeps that in their head, there's not a possibility that this isn't a landslide for the blue. But it's up to women. It's either way. It's up to women. They can either allow a fallacy about our economy because, yeah, the economy right now, the, the inflation is, is going up, but the inflation is high, but Republicans don't have an answer for that. Now, Democrats have an answer, windfall profit tax from the people who are ripping your money away in of inflation. Take it back from them and give it back to the people. That's how you solve the problem. And if you, would, if you would campaign on that kind of a policy, watch how many votes you get. All right, Alistair Water says, let's not forget the polls are not an accurate gauge as to who is going to win and who is going to lose. Very much so. Alistair will always look at the polls' margins of error. If the race is within one or two points, a margin of error, it's a coin flip. Alistair, even in 2016, when the polls were put into question, they were usually accurate within a couple points of their margins of errors. Not in the case of Hillary in several states. Um, it was, and I think I, I said this before, uh, the polls weren't off as much as one would believe. It's our system that does it, but also... Do remember, we had a lot of other factors in Milwaukee, etc. All right, Alistair Waters says, how about the margins with the presidential election of 2016? Wasn't Clinton leading significantly now by three or four points? And actually, she won by two, uh, two or three points in, 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 the, in the vote, right? All right, Egberto Willis, if after the midterms, the DOJ finds Trump and his cronies guilty of crimes, then they must go after the others in Congress who also conspired with him. We cannot have these mega nuts electing deniers in Congress or anywhere. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, Tom C. says Trumpism promotes a dangerous mindset that there are only two possible election outcomes. I win or you cheated. And if you cheated, then the election was rigged. And the result, 
should be thrown out. It's sad, but that's how he feels. Uh, Joel Dickman says, Donald J. Trump will be proven to be guilty or orchestrating a violent insurrection upon the capital of the United States with the attempt to overturn a legal election. Guilty of treason, I agree. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Eric Hayes says, has three indictment indicted criminals. Oh, wow. Wow. You're wrong, but that's wow. Eric Hayes, Miller, Soldier, and West Point, see highly qualified. You, are, you cannot be qualified if you fall for the sycophancy of Donald Trump. Just simply, simply supporting those policies makes you unqualified to serve in Harris County. For anybody listening to me in Harris County, if you vote for Mueller, you will deserve what, you, what, you, what you've earned. She will ensure the monies go to the higher income neighborhoods in Houston. She will ensure that all the changes made in the ghettos, the barrios, and elsewhere are not done. She will make sure monies are redirected to the people who pay her. It's not a progressive policy. So you elect Mueller at your own risk. I don't think she stands a chance of winning in Harris County. I don't think she stands a chance. So I think we're going to have a super majority on the uh, commissioner's court. And I think at that point in time, we need to show, show the resolve of what it takes to uh, really clean up Houston because those crooks, uh, those are the two crooks on the panel who won't show up to service so that we can get people paid. What can I say? All right. Uh, Lee Grant says, pleading with the fifth is anything, anyone's constitutional right. Leftists need to uphold that right, even if they don't like one who exists. I don't like them, but I mean, you're right. I can't argue with that. Uh, Dickerman says, Eric Hayes, bleeding heart, liberal, and damn proud of it. Right wing nut, reverse. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have any problems being a bleeding heart liberal. I love people, and I want what's good for people. What gets me is, the, is that the folks who claim they are Christians, there should be the li uh, bleeding heart liberals. But as you know, um, I should play that piece um, to, to show, uh, I, well, I'm not going to play that piece, but as it turns out, uh, my good friend, um, uh, Matthew Dowd, came out and said, the problem in this country are the evangelical churches and the evil of the corporations. They're both evil. Evangelical churches and corporations. They have forgot what, the, uh, the churches have forgot what a morality is. The churches have forgot what our values are. And of course, corporations under the tenant of uh, Milton Friedman have never been anything good. Eric A. says, you go, Egberto, justify misappropriation of funds by your friends. Not doing that. Uh, let's see. Bridge MCP says, pleading the fifth is a right. DOJ needs to show proof, so the fifth means nada. Agreed. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bruce says, Lena got elected because the line was hidden in a bunch and everyone selected the catch-all party slot. That slot is not allowed this year. Exactly. So they are going to have to go down all the way to the bottom of the ballot where the commissioner's court is, which is it is going to make it harder. But again, it will have a D next to it. So she should still come across and win. And Bruce, that was a very damn good observation about the voting in line. You know, if you, you just hit one button and you got all Democrats. Of course, the Republicans got rid of that because they knew a lot of people won't go to the bottom of the vote to do it. All right, let's see. Um, we got Michael Rudnan says, Eric Hayes, you really want to do a sainthood comparison between Warnock and Walker? Think, man. I get it, it, It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing what 
Uh, you know, again, the right has shown that they have no real values. They just want to win. And they've promoted that to good people like Eric Hayes. And Eric Hayes got permission to promote evil by having respect and, and believing and, 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 and trusting those people. My hope is that eventually he'll trust us here and leave those crooks alone. Uh, let's see. Mike, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Kathy Courtney, my beautiful Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. She says, mealy mouth. Uh, what is that? Uh, Chronicle. Let's see. What you need to know about the race between Lena. Uh, I don't know. What, is that, what kind of article is that? Oh, what you need to know. Is it who is Lena Hidalgo? I saw that article. No, I didn't see that article before. But it's dated October 5th. They just they just gave her the the nomination or, or the uh, endorsement yesterday. All right, let's see what else we got. Daniel Ledo says, "Ooh, the anticipa- anticipation of the joy I will feel when Egberto is wrong about Democrats lose bad is delicious. It's like a heroin addict anticipated their next spoonful of sugar." Let me tell you something, Daniel. Let me just kind of you know bust a bubble right here before it even gets inflated too much. I am willing Democrats to win. I'm willing Democrats to do what's necessary to win. I'm willing Democrats to really go out there and knock hard what the evil right-wing politicians are doing. Notice I said politicians, not the not my brothers and sisters. I'm talking about politicians, their evil nature. All right? Now, if if enough people choose not to support progressives and their interests, if you think I'm going to come the next day and cry, you're wrong. I'm prepared for any outcome. And I will continue the fight, whether the outcome is in our favor or not. I will continue the fight. It never ends. I am. This is a 25-year battle that I've embarked on, and we are just at number eight or so. This is a 25-year battle, brother. And I understand there are going to be setbacks and there are going to be all. My thing is to toughen up the space. And when, if we lose on, 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 if the good people lose on November 8th, I will be here to talk to my beautiful followers who are disappointed. To give them that pat on the back and say, good job. We just have to stand up and fight for another day. There is going to be not, no, I mean, you, you're going to be gushing and that's fine. I'm going to be smiling. If, if that occurs, I will be smiling and I will be saying, you, got, you, you, got, you won that one. But don't dare believe that somehow that's going to put my tail between my legs and I'm going to cower and put my head down. The head will be lifted high and I will be there to support the peeps. I will be there to say, folks, we didn't do it. We have a lot more work to do just to let you know you see you don't know me you don't know the resolve brother you don't know the resolve lee grant wants to get in trouble he says some say it was a mistake to give women the vote you know i don't think we gave women the vote women took the vote and that's why they will continue to be voting paul fleming says the january 6th committee has told the doj to stand back and stand on donald j trump BJMCP says you're forgetting the people who dislike Biden-Harris so much they won't care about abortion or economics. 
they're Republican till they die, even against their own interests. I'm not talking about them, though. Uh, we don't need them. That's the thing. We don't need them if we get the got the get if we get the gettables. We don't need them. All right, Lee Grant replying to what Warnock's got baggage, especially for a man of God. Whoa, isn't Trump a man of God? Isn't aren't all those prostitute founders men of God? Uh, Billy Graham and uh, what's the name of the uh, Graham's son and you know, I mean, have you ever read up on all these guys? All your evangelical preachers always get caught with their pants down. You have some nerve. Oh, uh, my audio has been on and off. Maybe it's because of me moving my, um, not moving to the, um, uh, moving kind of away like that. So, um, because I'm looking at the levels here and the levels look good, um, uh, British MCP. So I don't know if that's the issue. Um, let, let me see. The levels look good. Uh, so it may be that sometimes I move my mouth incorrectly. So I will try to do better. I'll try to do better. Uh, but uh, nobody has said that the audio has been off. Anybody uh, has any issues with the audio thus far, let us know. All right. Michael Ronan says, Egberto, yes, exceptions can be found for polls missing their marks. But that's why I said polls are usually accurate within a point or two of the margins of error. Got you. Uh, Daniel Lido says, LOL, y'all realize you're calling for a political purge, right? Really? No, I'm not. Uh, January 6th, committee witnesses were mostly women. And, par- and persons of color who had superior bravery in action of coming forth to testify. Hope their role modeling translates into polling boots. I think it will. Paul Fleming says, we are the halfway point. Thank you, Paul Fleming. I will put my video on. Let's get busy. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seated with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly, go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. You know what is interesting? Y'all are telling me that it's cutting out. I'm looking at the levels right here, and the levels that I'm actually transmitting actually says that, um, that 
my levels are actually going out correctly. So I'm, I'm concerned there because I all I have is a meter here to see the levels that are going out. And the levels that are going out tells me that it's going fine. Uh, anyhow, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Folks, please remember to support the show. All right. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Um, going back to what you guys have been saying. Uh, Kathy Courtney says, I know. Yuck. What is? What do you know? Yuck. Egberto, she will get it. And Harris County uh, changes coming. Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Lee Grant, you support the point. Uh, women use emotions to vote. Men more rational. Huh? I hope, I hope Lee Grant, you're kidding. I hope you're just trying to get people pissed off here because I found that women make better in, especially in these times, I found that women politicians, women make better political leaders than men. I'm sorry. Uh, if you take a look at how uh, how we handle the epidemic, the countries that were run by women handled it much better than the countries run by men. If you take a look at social programs as they should, countries run by women do a much better job than men, period. And And the reason why I think it has to do with hormones. Testosterone is sort of a macho evil thing sometimes, you know, you know. I got to pull back on my testosterone sometimes. In fact, I've learned how to control it. That's why I can keep an even keel. All right. Lena used her position to get her friend $11 million contract and got caught. Nothing to see here, but now she is getting hit on it just in time. Really? Wow. It's not true, of course, but hey, what can I say? All right. Kathy Courtney said, thanks, Egberto, not crying. Carrying on, grit and spunk and truth. There you go, girlfriend. There you go. Uh, British MCC, no, Lee. Men and women vote rational. I was addressing what Egberto was saying. Oh, thank you, my dear. Uh, okay, happened three times. Wow. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Desktop FB on the YouTube. Uh, let's see. Coming down. Try installing IOBit driver booster. Okay. Uh, replying to Eric Hayes. Christianity is regularly bashed on PDR. Hmm. Really? I don't think Christianity is evangelical Christians. Evangelical Christians are a brand of Christianity. Okay? And it's it, it's a brand of Christianity that I have hurt a lot of people. It's a brand of Christianity that has made Donald Trump its new Jesus Christ. It's a brand of Christianity that does that promotes hate. Shall I continue? I don't think I need to. Videos are loud. Egberto is quiet. Been the way uh, that way whole time on YouTube. Oops. Uh, let's see uh, what we got here. I refresh and it still happens. I have seen audio levels getting work wonky with some old drivers. Egberto audio is fine here. Thank you. Uh, Tom C says audio is good on YouTube. Bridge MCP says no drivers are up to date. Uh, British, let's see what else we got. Alistair Waters says, sometimes pride and macho comes out emotionally. I agree. And I think that's why men often make terrible leaders. It, because they don't, if they don't have control of those masculine genes that have taught them over time that everything needs to be a fight, then what we get is horror. With women... What we get, generally speaking, is thoughtful a thoughtful process unless, well, that's for another day. Anyhow, folks, 
I want to remind you to please go out there and vote. But not just vote for the sake of voting. I'll just tell everybody listening here to me. A vote for any Republican right now is a vote against your interests. It's a vote against democracy. And I'm not the only one saying that. Even Republican Liz Cheney is saying that. Kinsinger is saying that. All those are Republicans. Michael Steele is saying that. These are reputable Republicans, including one who was the chairperson of the party. Therefore, a vote for a Republican politician, whether you are Republican or Democrat, a vote for a Republican politician is a vote against your interest. A vote for a Republican politician is a vote to hurt the country. A vote for any Republican is a vote that supports treason. A vote for any Republican at this point in time is a vote that is anti-science. A vote for any Republican is a vote that kills many of the folks in your family because of the lack of support for the indigent and the poor. So folks, please remember that. It is imperative that you vote and you vote the entire ballot. And in, on that entire ballot, you vote for the D, if they have D on it, you vote for the Democrat, you vote progressive. It is important to save our nation. It is imperative to save our nation. The, the, the media is doing very little. The media is highlighting how people vote based on uh, what the inflation rate is. And if the inflation rate is high and their grocery prices are high, they throw the bombs out. How smart is it to throw the bombs out if the bombs that you're going to bring in are going to make things worse? Because they are the ones who are the genesis of the problem in the first place. They are the ones two years ago or four years ago that actually created the problem. That create This problem didn't happen overnight. They created all the structures necessary for us to have inflation today. And you want to put them back in? They can't solve the problem. They, well, anybody can solve the problem. They don't want to solve the problem because this is advantageous to their benefactors. Remember that. This inflation rate is advantageous to their benefactors. Why? Because they, they can make a lot more money on less product. Because with interest rates going up, your credit card folks are going to make a lot more money as they put their premium on whatever the premium is that they're paying. Folks, understand this reality. I'm not just pulling this stuff out of the air. A vote for any Republican going forward, pol politician that is, right? I'm not talking about anything else. A vote for any Republican is a vote against your interests. And if you want to discuss that, if you want to create an email chain, if you want to do anything about that, we can always have one-on-ones or whatever I'll be talking I can't, I can't speak this definitively, of course, when I'm at KPFT on air, because, again, you can't do that. Uh, but I can do it on my own channel. Uh, I can, I can, I can, in, I can anyway, 
Uh, let's see what we got here. We have Daniel Ledo says, so earlier, Egberto told us that at Democrats lose, it's no big deal. He will just dust off and get back to work, which is exactly what I would do. Yet he's also trying to tell us that this election is vital to the survival of democracy. And I'm saying that as well. When democracy falls, it doesn't have to stay fallen. You have to fight to recover it. We just don't want to have to go through that fight to recover it. So there's nothing inconsistent in what I'm saying, sir. Nothing. E2247 says, 1950 voting machine had big, tall, sturdy lever that pulled a pull one way, put straight, uh, straight ticket uh, to the bottom, Democratic Party, and it pulled the lever, it went GOP. Didn't know that. Two idioms, those arose. Pull the lever and vote straight ticket. For a straight ticket vote, no such thing as hanging chads. Happy and zero votes were stolen. Lee Grant says, actually, if the PDR posse votes, some of those votes will get canceled out. Well, Lee Grant, I still have enough time to convince you to vote for the good guys. So I'm going to keep working on you, Lee Grant. All right? We got a deal? Come on. Say yes. Say yes. Say, Egberto, I'm going to listen to you. But folks, it's, it's about becoming that time. My name is Egberto Willie. Well, let's see. But lies about final count could be transmitted. True. All right, folks, I got to get out of here. This is the end of the show. But I want to remind all of you to please consider going ahead. Ah, Daniel comes with another message I got to read. I don't think you understand what democracy fallen really means. It means the tribunals begin and you are high on the docket. Well, what can I say? I guess I'll have to be on high on your docket. I can't help it because I can't help telling the truth. If your docket depends on lies, what can I say? Anyhow, uh, folks, please remember to support our program. Uh, you can either support it by finding all the different ways to support it by going to politicsandright.com slash support. Alternatively, please visit our PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.